You're listening to the Mum Drum Podcast, motherhood to a different beat. Hi, and welcome back to the Mum Drum. Today's interview is a follow-up with Dr. Sarah Cotton and Justine Alter, both organisational psychologists and co-founders of Transitioning Well. Sarah and Justine are here to chat to us today about the challenges that mums typically face throughout this journey and some tips for a smooth transition. Sarah, Justine, welcome to the Mum Drum. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Now you've built a business out of supporting people through major life transitions. How do you describe a transition? When it it comes to becoming a parent, how would you describe that? Yeah, look, I think with all transitions, there's such a familiar flavour to all transitions. Mm. Um, But I think we see it at the heart of that transition to to becoming a parent. And I think becoming a parent is one of those most significant transitions that any human being will go through. But to answer your question, I think it is really just navigating to your new normal. You know, we go, in, in this case, Nicole, as you said, we go from being a working person um, and then all, what all that brings, and then you go to becoming, in this case, in the podcast today, or the, what we were talking about, the juggle, to becoming a working, uh, working person. So it's a, that that transition is a really significant one, and it mm-hmm. does take time to find your new normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your business is transitioning well. So tell us about transitioning well, how it came about, why you started it. Yeah. Um, I think we got really lucky. We actually were introduced by someone that we knew in common, having never met, and sat down together. We had very young kids at the time. I think you were I was pregnant, pregnant with, with your yeah, yeah with your last child. Mm-hmm. And um, Sarah just said, "We need to start a business in this space." And I just looked at her and said, "Let's do that." And that was it. That was Literally, it. we had never met. So mm-hmm. it's really. Um, so what led you to say we need to start a business? What was the need? Well, I think uh, it was twofold, wasn't yeah. it? Just it was professionally we'd seen the need. Mm-hmm. You know, we were both psychologists working in corporate Australia, mm-hmm. and there was no one supporting working parents, or mm-hmm. no one supporting organisations to support their working parents. There was a real gap there around supporting transitions, those mm-hmm. moments of truth for yeah. people um, and then personally for us too wasn't it yeah. just well we'd both lived through it I think I was my, my third child at the time was about one and having transitioned back to work in between each one and say two and we just thought nothing is there's nothing out there to support mm. this and this is such a need and we can go and make a difference in this space mm. so what yeah. were your major challenges Justine in the transition um, that thought we need to we yeah, need help yeah, with this yeah, yeah. Look, I think it was just the juggle with me. So mm-hmm. my husband works incredibly long hours and, and was even then and did a lot of night shifts at mm-hmm. the time. And I was really lucky that I had had a flexible employer, mm-hmm. which was unusual. Mm-hmm. So it, um, it was kind of like I, I stopped and I thought, well, without that, I couldn't have done this. And then you start talking to all your friends mm-hmm. or colleagues and you realise, well, that's not the norm out mm-hmm. there and all these women. So it was more of a, I'd struggle, but I realised that I had had help. Mm-hmm. And looking around, I was like, there's got to be more we can do to help others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about for you, Sarah? What was what was the impetus for you from your experience? Yeah, well, I suffered terribly with perinatal mental health after the birth of my first child. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a really personal piece. Mm-hmm. And I was so impacted and it took me a long time to get help. Um, and so I just wanted to, if I can, I mean, Justin, my motto yeah. for transitioning well has always been if we can help one mum or dad mm-hmm. or one person going through transition who doesn't have to go through the pain that, you know, certainly I experienced, mm-hmm. that's going to be worth it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about that um, struggle for you? Sure. I think, you know, for me, it was the trauma of the birth mm-hmm. that was, the, I think, the, the catalyst that, yeah. that led into my perinatal mental health. and. 
I think, you know, for many of us as human beings, um, I guess it takes some time to realise sometimes that you're not okay. Yeah. Yeah. And for mm. me, it took a long time. It wasn't mm. until my husband looked at me at one tea time and he said, you're not okay. Yeah. So, and you need to go and get some help. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, um, we always, I think there's a tendency, I should say, to put it down. Oh, it's just parenthood. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I kept thinking. I'm just really tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get better. I'll mm-hmm. get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not really happening to me. And obviously, as psychologists, we'd read about it, so oh, I'd read about it, and um, yeah, when it, when I identified it in myself, I just thought, well, it can't be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got, it'll be someone else. And it was absolutely me. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that must just bring so much to your work and um, both of your experiences, very different experiences, but that must just bring so much to the essence of what your work is all about and what your organisation stands for yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm. So, so based on your personal experiences that you were both just talking about. What's the role of, of work and the work identity uh, in that space to support mums yeah. going through those sorts of things? Yeah. I think that was the biggest thing that um, in the role of work, both with the organisational background that we have, Sarah being an organisational psychologist and myself organisationally trained, we really felt that this is a holistic problem. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there, there were organisations starting to talk about postnatal depression and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff seven years ago. It certainly wasn't what it is now, mm-hmm. um, but the, not within the organisation. And the way we saw it was so much of your life is spent at work and mm-hmm. so much of this is how you navigate both. There's got to be some impetus on making this a workplace um, problem. Um, or a workplace, I should say, is something that the workplace can do something mm. about it. It's got mm-hmm. the owners can't be on the individual only anymore. The organisation has to have the responsibility. Yeah. I think um, just to build yeah. on what you're saying, Jess, I think historically it was always left to the individual. Mm-hmm. This is your personal transition, so you know, good luck to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You go and navigate that how best you can. Mm-hmm. And the workplace never really played a part. Mm-hmm. But what we now know is that mm-hmm. the workplace's role in supporting transition is absolutely critical and some of the new reports that are coming out Mm -hmm. uh, it's so nice for us because it just validates you know why we built transitioning well Mm -hmm. is all the new research is showing this work-life interface is this incredibly critical part of supporting people Mm -hmm. and helping to mitigate things like Mm -hmm. burnout uh, mental health all of those things that we've been trying to prevent for years in the workplace the literature is saying well this work-life interface is a really good place to be actually be doing some really meaningful support for your people Mm. and it's good for the person but it's also incredibly good for business Mm. yeah Yeah. so of course um, it's going to I mean it makes sense for the um, workplace to obviously look after their staff but it must make good economic sense too surely so what are some of the costs to workplaces if they don't really take this forward mm-hmm. and support new parents. Yeah. Well, there's many, yeah. isn't there, Just? Yeah, you can talk, you can talk about the report. Go yeah, ahead. well, there's, there's many. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the perinatal alone, Nicole, I mean, mm-hmm. the work that you've done with PwC is an incredibly strong report that shows that if workplaces don't actually um, pick up, if someone's suffering from even just postnatal depression, mm-hmm. we're not mm-hmm. even talking about anxiety here, we're just mm-hmm. talking about postnatal depression, the costs are enormous, aren't they? Um, just right. remind me, Nicole, what were they? They were uh, quite Well, look, high, it they? was amongst the biggest costs yeah. um, of untreated. And as you just said, Sarah, a lot of people don't, they don't know what to put it down to when they are experiencing anxiety or depression mm. during pregnancy and in the postnatal period. So they often think it will pass on its own. It's just part of having a baby. It's just part of pregnancy. Mm. So of course this then impacts on return to work, mm. productivity mm. at work. Mm. So it's costing workplaces. Um, and the PwC report showed that was one of the biggest cost mm. areas. But there's also other costs to oh, um, areas around um, 
construction, safety. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, that's really an area yeah. that you've really focused on, Sarah. And it's interesting. I remember the um, I watched the interview that Roe did on one of your yeah. interviews, and she talked about the level of fatigue that, mm -hmm. that new parents encounter. And it's yeah. a very real issue. And I think it's been a really unspoken safety risk in the mm -hmm. workplace. If we just take one of them, I mean, there was some research done um, by an Australian researcher actually that showed um, just for fathers alone. Yeah. So this is not women. This mm. is you know just fathers in that period post having a baby, they're 36% more likely to have an accident mm -hmm. or a near miss at work mm -hmm. and 26% yeah. more likely to have a near miss on the road to or from work. I mean, these are really significant statistics yeah. you know, and that's just one element. Yeah. We could yeah. talk all day, mm -hmm. Nicole, yeah. about the risks to business mm. uh, and the foreseeable risks, you know, mm -hmm. that we need to, we, it's not that we think that there's some risks, we know that there's some risk and, and the organisations really need to uh, address them and yeah. support their people in them. Mm. Are they forthcoming mm. organisations? Are they easy to get on board? And once you have them on board, are they really willing to go with it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget, Sarah, when we first met, just when you said to me, perinatal mental health will be where mental health is within the workplace in the next five to seven years. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like yeah. that's what it took. Mm -hmm. um, that definitely, it's been a journey for us and mm -hmm. not always easy getting organisations on board, but mm -hmm. I'd say um, more and more oh, we are seeing organisations saying, you know what, we're willing to do something about this. Well, I think the great yeah. example would be when we first founded, you know, we'd, we'd go into meetings, right? I think people thought we were a bit mad. They're like, you know, we've got, <laughs> no. we've got an EAP, you know, why yeah. would we need your services? Yeah. You know, yes. come on, we've got an EAP, yeah. yeah. Now we have people knocking on our door yeah. saying, right. conscious yeah. companies, yeah. saying we now understand the benefits of supporting yeah. people in transition mm -hmm. yeah. and we'd love to work with you. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah. there's been a real awesome. shift. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And so what yeah. are the um, the key elements about the different, there's different stages or phases in the transitions as we've heard about from the people's experiences mm -hmm. this morning. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some, what are the key aspects and what are the, um, obviously what your products uh, really focus on and what it, how can we look at what advice people, viewers can take today about what those key points are? Yeah. I think um, it might be helpful maybe to divide it into the three phases yeah. and, and talk about you know what are some yeah. of the challenges and yeah. how the support can assist. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. maybe imagine, um, imagine sharing what the experience would be like for yeah. a woman yeah. going through this with you. Or yeah. a man. Or Let's a man. have a yeah, lot of men as yeah. well. We're getting more and more men yeah. um, participating and wanting the support, which is really encouraging, and workplaces wanting their men mm -hmm. to access yeah. the services as well, which is really encouraging. So yeah. maybe if we look at the preparing for yeah. leave phase, yeah. Um, yeah. obviously giving people a heads up on what the transition looks like and mm -hmm. having that realistic orientation is probably the critical piece, isn't yeah, it, Just and, and getting them to, I say, get out of automatic pilot because they're often yeah. so busy. You know, yeah. you heard in the, um, yeah. the interviews with Ro and Ev, you know, often you're just so busy mm. um, preparing for leave and, you, you know, you're managing the pregnancy and there's so much going on, particularly if it's the second child and you're, you're managing, you know, another child as well. Um, people don't often create a lot of space to prepare mm -hmm. um, for both leaving work well Mm -hmm. and actually moving into to parenthood mm -hmm. um, with some heads up and that opportunity and space to prepare. Mm -hmm. So I think the preparation is really yeah, important. Absolutely. What else does? And what we know is if you prepare well to transition out, that you will transition back 
in a more smoother fashion. Mm -hmm. So we're really about set yourself up well at the beginning because it helps that whole process. Mm. Um, and also, I mean, this, we know this transition to be, if you set yourself up well for the parental leave transition, it sets you up for all the other transitions to come. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. particularly where I think it was, um, Ro was talking about her child starting prep. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's about what have I taken from that mm -hmm. toolkit around that original transition that can help me mm -hmm. in transitions to come. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so, yeah. so typically, what do you do to help them yeah. set up Mm -hmm. And what are kind of barriers or struggles that those women yeah. bring to you in that phase? Yeah, well, I think um, there's many very, very real struggles. I think, you know, yes. Evan, um, Ro, have talked about many of them. A lot mm -hmm. of um, morning sickness, a lot of uncertainty, physical, a lot of uncertainty about roles upon return, mm -hmm. yeah. um, just juggling that whole identity shift and preparing for motherhood. Um, what we do with them is mm -hmm. we have quite structured support mm -hmm. um, and it's quite... Um, the thing I love about what we do is it's almost like bringing the village to them, mm -hmm. you know, so rather than people feeling as if they're the only one that's going through that, and you may have heard that in the, in the mm -hmm. interviews, yeah. you know, I realised I wasn't alone. I realised mm -hmm. it wasn't just me mm -hmm. who was feeling this way. And mm -hmm. I think that's the beauty of transition support is that people realise that there's a very familiar flavour to transition. Mm -hmm. And as humans, we're pretty consistent through transition. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's so important when people understand uh, what that looks like mm -hmm. because that can really you know support them mm -hmm. and, and being kinder on themselves through that so their support really is in that first phase is just yeah. normalizing and giving them some structure when things often feel a bit yeah. out of control mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. here's like we, we do some action yeah. planning with them yeah. to think about their handover plans mm -hmm. and so lots of really practical tools yeah. Yeah, they're actually provided with the structure, as Sarah said, with okay. tools that they can use with their manager to mm. make that smoother from the professional side and the personal side. Mm -hmm. So we That's really good. deal with both to say, mm -hmm. how do you hand over well at work so I can leave well? Mm -hmm. What do I need to think about um, that I can use at home to prepare me well? Mm -hmm. So, and being psychologists, we use an assessment where we actually look at well, what, what is going on for you in mm -hmm. this you know what where do you have a village if not how do you create that mm. what are your supports what are your what's your situation around that yeah. so yeah. putting those strategies in place yeah. and then the next stage of tra of the transition so that's preparing for leave mm. and then what comes next and what so does yeah. that's the during for leave during yeah. leave yeah. isn't it yeah. i think Rowan and ev gave us so many great examples yeah, didn't totally. they yeah, yeah they did yeah, yeah. i think so keeping in touch that? got the girls yeah. didn't yeah. it yeah. 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 yeah 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 yeah, really encourage them how to keep in yeah. touch well and also just personally checking in that they're okay during mm -hmm. leave is a big part for us. Yeah. So using the iCope, as I'm sure that um, yeah, most people hopefully have heard about, mm -hmm. that if they need that mental support, that's always an option. Mm -hmm. um, we really, the, the whole foundation of our business is being psychologists. We're mm -hmm. very, okay. um, it's a very big part of our belief that we can make a difference. All our consultants are registered psychologists around mm -hmm. that. So we really feel we have the background to be able to at least identify if there are some perinatal issues going mm -hmm. on to be able to, to send them in mm -hmm. the right direction mm -hmm. to certainly refer on mm -hmm. um, in that space. Because a lot yeah. of women will go and leave and things will really change for them dramatically. Like they might not yeah. want to go back to their old role or in the capacity yeah or yeah. to that job or back to work at all back to work at all you know so ro yeah. and ev both are very driven ambitious successful yeah. women it's different though for everyone yeah. can yeah. you give us some mm. examples of maybe when things mm. haven't gone so to plan yeah i think it's i think that's just such an important part that you make amy it's mm. different for everyone and i think what we find mm. at transitioning well is it's about helping people make that conscious choice about mm. what's right for them and their family, yeah. and that's okay. 
Yeah. You know, but yeah. it is about making conscious choice and not being caught up in other people's expectations, mm -hmm. uh, whereby you're you're not having that ability to make that choice that's right for you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that. To be honest, that's the, the critical piece because okay. you're right. Some women and men mm -hmm. um, choose very different pathways mm -hmm. to what we saw with mm -hmm. Rowan Ev, uh, yeah. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't always feel okay for them, does no. it? No, it doesn't. Yeah. And that's why the keep in touch, the way we set it up, we always say it's going to change. Okay. So communication around mm. this, um, having that open conversation, that open dialogue mm. is fine mm. and expect that to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for some women, it's I want to disconnect completely. Mm -hmm. We have a number of women who are like this. I've been waiting for this career break. I've been trying to have this baby for a long time. Mm -hmm. And now it's come. And you know what? I actually don't care what goes on at work. Mm -hmm. And I'm OK with out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. And we'll deal with that when and if I come back. Yeah. Yeah. Priorities, everything yeah. changes, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah. it's working out what's right for you. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know yeah. how you you're going to feel Absolutely. until you've actually had the baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes there's complications. You know, mm -hmm. I think Ev's a great mm -hmm. example yes. of that. Yes. Um, you know, when things yep. um, went wrong with Rose, mm -hmm. you know, you just don't know yep. until you, you move yep. into that next phase. Mm -hmm. So I think you yep. just, there's a great um, quote that we always use is plan A, always have a plan B. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So Nan, good old Nancy Slosberg's quote. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's so true because sometimes you actually need a plan C, D, E and F. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. 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 So obviously the keeping mm. in touch is very mm. important in that phase too. Mm. What about then returning to work? What are some of the challenges that you guys see all the time and um, mm. how organisations can yeah. support that? Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, can we just go back to the keeping in touch? Sorry, great question. But I just, because I've met so many women that go and leave and if they've left not in a great space with their workplace, mm -hmm. then they almost don't keep in touch because they don't feel comfortable, they don't feel supported, mm. they just don't want to because they're mm -hmm. a bit angry. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so yeah. can you just give us the kind of core of why that's so important and, and how women can maybe do that even if they are feeling like they don't want to or that it hasn't been set up well for them? Yeah. 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 I think one of the biggest things that we've always said is it's that sense of not mattering that feeling of, you know, I went away and I didn't matter. Mm. So around that would be, well, how can I set this up so I do still matter? Okay. Everybody likes to feel valued, mm. whether you want to stay connected or not. The basis of, of the keep in touch is, well, I still want to feel valued. Okay. And for those that haven't set that up, often it's, and Sarah will always say, don't let them see this on LinkedIn. Don't let them see a restructure change on mm -hmm. LinkedIn. And I can't tell you how often that happens. Mm. So it's about just, you know, saying, well, this is what I do want from my manager, but he's not a mind reader or she's not a mind reader. Okay. How am I going to say to them? this is actually what might help when I'm on leave. Is it that they put something in their diary once a month to just reach out and say, how are you? There's not much to tell you, but just thought mm. I'd check in. Okay. Mm. So, but I think yeah. that speaks, Amy, to yeah. an earlier point, which is helping people to prepare well for leave. Mm. So I think if like, just mm. what you said before, Jess, mm. if you can actually do that piece well, then yeah. you set people up in a much better place to want to stay connected Absolutely. with the business. We can't mm. probably emphasise enough that preparing yeah. for leave okay. phase to help mm. mitigate some of the things I think that you were alluding yeah. to there mm. and leaving on a bad note. Mm. Yes. And that legacy yeah. of that stays with people mm. and, and really lasts and yeah. can make a big impact upon not only yeah. during leave, but Coming wanting back. to come back yeah. or not yeah. wanting to come back. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So sorry, so yeah, so the, then the coming back. Yeah. Yeah, part. What are the biggest challenges that you guys see? Well, I reckon Evan Rowe. I reckon they summarised <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> to the big ones, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So confidence, yeah. dipping confidence, confidence is a big yeah. one. Yeah. Um, Poster syndrome. Poster syndrome. Yeah. What's um, that? Tell us a little bit more about that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. I think um, when you're away from work and, and all the, you know, a lot of the general research will show that when anyone's away from work, one of the things that's most impacted is your confidence. Yeah. 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 And so we certainly see that in this space. And sometimes it really um, manifests itself as feeling like you're the imposter. Right. So I you're think back. I even used those words. I think she yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Just that sense of yeah. um, when am I going to be found out? Yeah. That I actually can't do this gig. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not 100% on the oh. <laughs> <laughs> never had that experience. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure we can all identify. <laughs> of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're just waiting for someone to find them out. And yeah. I think it just becomes even mm. more highlighted yeah. when you go through that parental even yeah. return to work, mm. um, that dip in confidence. And it was interesting, yeah. Rose said, even her partner experience that yeah, yeah I think that's a really interesting observation yeah so even yeah. It's, it just goes to show that whoever it is mm. man woman yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. when people have time away from work it yeah. can really um, have an impact on mm. on that confidence so that's mm. certainly yeah. one one, one absolute one big challenge mm. that we see mm. and um, that fitness for work too just that yeah. you always speak about as yeah. well yeah that leads me on to that mm. I think it's um, people expect you to come back as if you're the same Mm-hmm. And what you know, we know you're not the same. You might look the same on the outside, but mm-hmm. you're not the same person. Yeah. Um, what I like to say to a lot of my clients is, I don't like comparing pregnancy to an injury because it's certainly not. But when you injure yourself at work, mm. whether it be a psychological or a physical injury, you get a return to work coordinator, you get light duties, you get ramped up days, you get a lot of attention mm. based on to, to make sure that you're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, pregnancy is a long. Well, the parental leave inherently in Australia is a long time away from work, specifically mm. for women. The average being what, eight, eight months, months yeah. um, which yeah. is a lot longer than other places in the in the world. Mm. Um, that's a long time away from a workplace to come back and expect to just be there as if nothing's happened. Yeah. And what we often hear is it's worse than starting a new job mm. because there's no reinduction. They expect you to just know things. Often the systems change, the managers change, the teams changed. Mm-hmm. The name of the company might be the same, and that's about it. Mm. And then you so, don't even know what your role in that correct. changed environment is. Yeah, or it might look and like. you may not have a desk. Yeah, or a yeah they, they often yeah. don't expect. Oh, what are you doing here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I work oh, here. You're back. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. So these are really real challenges. Yeah, yeah. So what's your advice to women or dads struggling with, with confidence issues? Yeah. And, and does it impact their work? And is that a, is that a real concern as well? Yeah. yeah, I think it does. The, the thought that just come to my mind is I think we have to be very careful of not just putting all this on the individual. Mm. I think I, I just want to bring back the, the importance of the workplace here yeah. as well because mm. there's so much that the workplaces can be doing yeah. to help support this transition mm-hmm. to help mitigate things like that dip in confidence yeah. um, and that work return fitness and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So I just want to just, I guess, just make yeah, sure definitely. we don't don't forget that. No, I mean, I think that's yeah. the basis of why we believe the organisation so strongly needs to take a part mm-hmm. in this because mm-hmm. a lot of that is as a result of the organisation not doing their part. Yeah. Yeah. And even yeah. things like just the manager um, understanding the needs of their, their individual employee and maybe having mm-hmm. check-ins more regularly. Mm-hmm. So I know for many of the people we work with, they often doubt their performance or they're, they're wanting to get maybe a bit more feedback in those mm-hmm. early days mm-hmm. to help sort of yeah. um, give them some evidence back. around their, yeah, their mm-hmm. confidence. So mm-hmm. just understanding, I think, the role of the manager in yeah. supporting transition is, is really important because yeah. it's not rocket science. Mm. No. Mm. Okay. It was really interesting um, with the interviews we did earlier today yeah. around uh, how many, how often they talked about um, what they expected and what the reality mm, was, yeah. and um, and how that you know how that ended up manifesting. Mm. Um, so you know, what advice? What can managers do? I think the other thing that was really interesting is 
they said uh, having a manager who'd had a child would mm-hmm. be very different. And even them as managers, they were very yeah, different yes, yes, when yes, they'd yeah, had it. They yeah. had this new yeah. appreciation, mm-hmm. this new understanding. Mm-hmm. Do you see um, clients talking about, well, my, my manager's not going to get it because he hasn't had kids or she hasn't mm-hmm. had kids? Um, and is that, a, is that a, I mean, that was something that really came through mm-hmm. strongly for me today was... Um, it makes a big difference when you've been there. Yeah, yeah to get it. Although, you know, we've yeah. seen managers yeah. who don't have children Sorry. who have been the yeah. most amazing managers. So, again, it's really individual. They're educated, though, yeah. aren't yeah. they? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, or managers who do have children. And a lot of the time we see some female managers who've mm-hmm. been travelled this path before us. Kids are slightly older and had to do it alone because inherently uh, years ago this was not seen as a workplace and who mm-hmm. say, well, yeah, you know, I, had I, to did, do it. It. Mm. I did I it. I did it. It's just part of it. Yeah. So why yeah. should they? So have we this do support? see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We do see that too. Okay. But things yeah. in society have probably changed yeah. a lot. I mean, yeah. now a lot of people, yeah, both so true, couples, have to work. The well, context exactly. just keeps on changing, it does. and everything keeps on changing. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. does all the time. Yeah. 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 So how do you support women that come back to a scenario where the pressure's on, no one's giving them extra support? Low Even confidence. Though, yeah, yeah, there's almost yeah. a lip service to we are, but in yeah. actual fact we're not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they both spoke really strongly this morning about um, the boundaries. Yeah. And that's a really big part about what we do. Uh, know your non-negotiables before you even go back in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and prepare for that. Don't do that on day one. Prepare a few weeks ahead, which is why we, we definitely catch up with all our clients before they even walk through those doors again to say, well, what are the absolute non-negotiables at the start? Okay. But then also working with that to know that those can change. Mm. So you don't want to go in so structured that there's no movement, but you want to go in with the acknowledgement if there are some base non-negotiables, how do I work around that? Mm-hmm. Um, and Ev mentioned, you know, work from home day can be a godsend to a mm. lot of people. Mm. Um, and certainly, you know, with yesterday being flexible work day, was it the day before? Day before. Day before, day before yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, you know, I think Australian workplaces are very much um, yeah. moving in that direction. There's a lot of companies, mm. we've seen a vast movement in that space in the last five mm. years. Mm. I think it's a great point though, just the yeah. important role that flexible work practices mm. play in Australian yeah. workplaces mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Um, well, they've talked yeah. about um, just wanting to pick a child up from childcare mm-hmm. yeah. to feel connected and to see who's actually spending yeah, eight hours a day after my kids. with yeah. her kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and that's very simple, isn't it? One pick up a week, but that made her feel... Connected. And that lasts even into the school transition. I think Mm. it's so vital for people who are facing that next of just meeting those other parents at least once a week, making the effort to be here, or Mm. getting your workplace to agree that you can do a school pickup. It's just those non-negotiables that you... And how is Australia comparing to other countries in terms of Mm. adapting to needing to be flexible? And are we getting better at this? I actually think we're tracking pretty well, Australia. Yeah, I think so mm-hmm. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The legis- there's been really good social policy and good legislation. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of organisations don't always know about yeah. all this good social policy. So mm-hmm. I think there's an important um, need to sort of bridge yeah. some of that knowledge gap. Uh, mm-hmm. Even things like um, the long service leave changes that were made last year in Victoria are really helping working parents because Absolutely. they can take their long service leave mm-hmm. one day at a time. Yeah. So when they mm-hmm. might have run out of, you know, let's just say leave, particularly when they come back and the kids are really sick in childcare, yeah. they might not. Have have any more leave up their sleeve mm. they might be able to then tap into some long service leave days you know mm. so I, I think I actually think Australia yeah. is, is actually tracking pretty well okay. um, but I mean we've still got a long way to go. Mm. Do yeah. people even know about these things? A lot of people don't. Not enough. No. Not enough. 
No. So many companies don't know about Keep In Touch Days either. No, mm. they don't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Or the, what flexibility can look like, you know. Mm. It, it's mm, so different yeah. and that's why trial periods, I think, you know, um, that yeah. came through again in the interviews yeah. is just trialling stuff. You know, the first yeah. time you might try something and that might not work and that's okay. Mm. You know, mm. So actually yeah. putting in place with your mm. manager a trial yeah. three-month period for example, can actually be a really great, yeah. great plan. And just having that conversation, like a client of mine the other day told me of a company that have made this um, um, dial-in meetings. If one person dials in, everybody's dialing in because some of the challenges that our women face is they say, okay, well, I can work from home and I dial in, but then I feel like I don't have a voice in that meeting. Mm -hmm. ah. And so this company has said, well, wow. let's trial this. We'll see how we go. Yeah. But even if you're sitting at your desk, it'll be a dial-in meeting. Oh. So it's just- I Put everyone on the same playing field. Yep. Interesting. Being creative yeah. because this yeah. is just a work in progress. Yeah. I think we're all, it's, the onus is on all of us yeah. to adapt and support. creative mm. and open to try new things. And if it doesn't mm. work, so we'll, we'll try something else. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon there's even power just in that term, transition? Like when you sit down with a mum for the first time and you talk about you're going mm. through this transition and it goes through these phases mm -hmm. and there's suddenly mm. a name to the experience. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Very powerful. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, people understand that transition yeah. Yeah. and the challenging nature of it. Because mm. you know, yeah. we go, if you think about it, you go from what you know, yeah. and we're creatures of habit, mm. to something that we don't know at all. And mm. in the middle is where the challenge sits. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think it can yeah. be very helpful for people. Yeah. Mm. And because of the rocky nature of that, we're very much about, well, what can we give you, if you think mm. of it as being navigating uncharted waters, yeah. some bit of a ship, what mast can we give you to hold on to mm -hmm. so that you've got some stability in this? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, not every woman uh, or, or dad has access to yeah. amazing services like like yours. Yeah. Uh, so, what would you say to those parents who are needing to navigate these waters yeah. on their own? Yeah, it's a great yeah. question. Yeah. I think um, make sure they're aware of the supports that are available in their organisation. Mm -hmm. So, often again, there's many supports mm -hmm. available, but people don't know about it. So, you know, once they uh, perhaps announce that they're pregnant. Um, make sure they actually go and find out what, mm -hmm. what policies and practices. Often they just sit on the internet mm -hmm. and nobody really understands the full extent. So that would be one. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. and I'd say even if you don't have a buddy system or a mentor system within your organisation, talk to people who've been in those shoes before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, often people walk in looking like things are perfect. I think Evan Rowe both mm -hmm. alluded to that. And, yes. you know, you don't know that, that everybody has something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the more we open up the conversation, the, the better we'll be. Mm -hmm. yeah. And know you're going through a transition. This is, this is a major change yeah. and it's going right. to affect you challenges. in so many ways. Yeah. 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 Being yeah. kind to yourself is the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, that self-compassion is huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. And yeah. being prepared that having lots of balls in the air is an ongoing thing oh, and um, it doesn't come necessarily to an end as we exactly. keep on adjusting. That's yeah. been another... And I like to add to that one and they're yeah. not made of glass. So yes. if they're sitting on the floor, they're okay. And I oh, often say to say, I have so that. many clients who go, but I just want to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to pick it up. And they actually, literally, it's like that. And I say, that ball's like, that one's okay on the floor for now. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not made of glass. It's you not going to break. Yeah. 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 So are you yeah. guys living by your... Yes. Values? <laughs> well, I think I can identify with Roe, actually. Yeah. Okay. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and I think... What know, are we, the cobbler with no shoes? Often? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> um, look, I, I mean, I think we're, we're both um, attest to the, to the fact that um, mm. small business has its own challenges too. And so the juggle for us is a bit different, I guess, not having a lot of the resources of, of large organisations mm -hmm. and having to wear the many hats that we wear on mm. a day-to-day -day basis. Mm. Um, but the, I mean, the best thing for me is having you accountable to, to well, <laughs> many days on 10 o'clock phone calls. We're like, what happened to those boundaries? Yeah. 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 Yep. I think it comes back to at what cost, doesn't it? And we, yes. we always talk about yeah. the Tombsday test, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. when we're uh, at the end of our lives and we look back, are we going to yeah. wish that we'd worked harder or are we going to wish that we'd work, spent yeah. more time with the yeah. kids or, be, or being mm -hmm. a bit more um, yeah. uh, true to our non-negotiables? Mm -hmm. So I know that's something that always, yeah. we always really hold tight to yeah, mm -hmm. at the end of the day and come yeah. back yeah. to. Yeah. Um, yeah, but for us transitioning, well, also both of us feel this way that it's such a passion, and we're making a difference mm. to women on a daily basis. Mm. That there's nothing more than wanting that. I think when we started it seven years ago, that was literally the dream was yeah. if we can make a difference. Mm. Yeah. And you know, things like our, our new digital product and ways that we're getting it out there now to know that it's actually being heard. Mm -hmm. That's what yeah. drives us every yeah. day. Yeah, and becoming more accessible yeah. every yeah. day. Yeah. And we keep hearing the non-negotiables. Ro and Ev talked about that. You guys have talked yeah. about this. It's not always easy to define, identify your non-negotiables, yeah. is it? Um, or there's pressures yes. from external. It's kind of like the values thing. Sometimes mm. are they my values or are they someone else's exactly. values? Yeah. And they so change. Just, yeah. And they change. So again, like for mums watching, um, yeah. any tips on how to identify those and stick with them? Yeah. I think you have to know them. You have to know what your values are. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. the so that's, that's the, the cornerstone of your yeah. non-negotiables. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So that's actually be able to stop and go, well, at this stage of my life, in this season, yes. what is most important to me? And how you mm. answer that question is what are my values? Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And what are my partner's values if you have one? I think mm. that's such a core piece where both of them I think did speak mm. a bit about mm. um, identity and the roles at home. Yeah. Often this yeah. is a really important time mm. to stop and say, what actually are both our roles? What are our responsibilities? How are we going to both parent yeah. in this, no matter what, you know, so that you can move ahead with that plan in place? Mm -hmm. Because if your values are inherently different from your partners, you're, you're probably going to have some conflict there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And any psychologist will tell you that, you know, um, marital troubles start with the birth of the first child. Mm -hmm. So that's a really important piece outside of yeah. the workplace and all the other juggle is just that, you know, healthy relationships come into this yeah. at a big time. Thank you. That's really powerful, mm. I think, for our for our viewers. Yeah. Mm. And we're kind of touching on the role of dads now, and you guys are doing yeah. some space mm. in that work too. So yeah. do you want to tell us about that exciting stuff? Yeah, I think it's really exciting, the dad stuff, because there's so much yeah. room to move in this space mm. and so much need. I mean, yeah. you asked before about how we're tracking on flexibility, and mm -hmm. I guess just in answer to both of those questions mm. is with the dad stuff, I don't think not so great. Mm -hmm. okay. So if you look at the uptake mm. of flexibility, yeah. uh, women are uptaking it about twice as more twice as much as what men are. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of men don't even know, for example, that they can access the right to request flexibility. Mm -hmm. um, they just don't understand um, what, their, what their rights are around mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And there's still a lot of stigma. Mm -hmm. So in answer to your question, so mm -hmm. what are we doing? We're trying to increase education mm -hmm. and trying to support men yeah. to really equip them with the tools and the knowledge to be able to know what's possible, mm -hmm. what the new normal looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, we're in shifting <laughs> territory yeah. here. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of examples that have gone before for men to turn to. Yes. And so we're, re we're creating these new role models. And mm. it's a great time for men to sort of say, well, what sort of working father or what 
what yeah. father do I want to be? Mm. Uh, not what my, yeah. my father was yep. or what I've yeah. seen, yep. but mm. what's that new role mm. of working father? What can that look like? Because it's not only in relation to the workplace that things are changing so much for dads, mm. it's their role in oh. fathering, isn't it? Yeah. It's everything is changing. Everything. It is, yep. There are no role models. And I think that causes True. a lot mm. of um, stress yes. for fathers who are having to feel like they've got to be the providers. They've got all that history about that um, behind them mm. and that expectation, yeah. mm. uh, but also they've got to be, you know, 50-50 and <clears throat> we're doing this mm. together, it's yeah. an equal team. Mm. It's very hard and I think we certainly see a lot of stress on dads that mm. probably wasn't there before and it's, um, but it yeah. is also an opportunity, isn't it, to right. define as a team mm. of parents mm. what you want that look to look like yeah. and yeah. what yeah. your options exactly. are. Absolutely, yeah. but I think there are many men um, just speaking really vulnerably, that are really struggling. Yes. You know, who are really yeah. um, caught yeah. in that, um, yeah. they're not okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 They're like, mm. I, I can't sustain this. Yes. Mm. This is just mm. too much. Yeah. <laughs> so I think mm. it is really important going back to the perinatal piece to know the difference mm. between that dad stress and de stress mm -hmm. and helping guys mm. to be able to answer that question mm. and get the help that they need mm. early. And that's mm. why the work that you're doing. That cope has been so important, Nicole, is, you know, that ready to cope for mm -hmm. men is so critical that they get that information at the right time yeah. so that they can normalise it and know mm -hmm. when things maybe are not going so well and then where to go mm -hmm. for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been a fantastic overview and discussion around this really important issue. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, thanks for your great professional insights, bringing together the stories that we've heard today and uh, bringing it into this important context that is really People are struggling out there yeah. and uh, it's, it's great real. to hear yeah, that there's great real. things yeah. happening mm. uh, but we obviously there's more to do and we're all working together and we'll all work together and continue to uh, yeah. educate mums and dads out there and let people know about their options and that they're not alone in the yeah. struggle of the juggle. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. Thank you so Thanks. much for speaking with us on the Mum Drum. Thanks, Thanks for having us. You've been listening to the Mum Drum Podcast. Watch or listen at mumdrum.org.au.